I got to say, I am laughing at some of the photos of Chris Christie, and they focus on his face, and it's like, oh my god, it's amazing. What have I done? There's what have I done? There's a great one where it zooms in on his face, yes. like it's a video, and it's the Curb Your Enthusiasm music, and it's got that. Oh my god, Leslie! I almost peed myself. But it's it's sort of like you know when you realize you've sold your soul. Oh, the comments are the best. You know, film at eleven. You know, and the comments are hysterical. Also, people searching for moving to Canada. Oh yeah. You know, the New York Post had something about fleeing Donald Trump's America. I'm, I, you know, it's funny, but it's not funny. Amidst all the super because this Tuesday. is real. No, this exactly. is real. This is a real deal. I mean, the Republicans are so desperate they're putting their failed candidate for office out there to to talk. I, I got to say though, Mitt Romney at least was presidential. I will give him that. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like his policies, but you know he he was presidential. He 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 wasn't. You know, he thought people should self-deport, which was ridiculous. But um. I got to give you one line before you continue. There's a line from the Daily Beast where it says Christie seemed to shudder as his political future passed before his eyes. Every major newspaper ah. in New Jersey. I mean, this is a governor from one of the most diverse states in our nation. Muslims, African Americans, and Latinos live in New Jersey. Vote in New Jersey. I hope that was a good check he got from Donald Trump. And I don't know what Trump expected to gain from that. I mean, cuz Quite frankly, it didn't help him any more than Sarah Palin endorsing him helped him. Endorsements don't really help folks uh, all that much. Well, let's talk about Super Tuesday. It is the day after, the afternoon or evening after, depending on what coast um, you're uh, on. And we had a lot of key moments from yesterday uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, There were six takeaways, according to uh, CNN. Eric Bradner does a great job for CNN with the takeaways and things to watch. So I thought that we should, uh, you know, talk about some of it. Uh, And and one of which is that Hillary Clinton rolled up her wins in the South. Uh, The polar opposite of where she found herself eight years ago. This time she's ahead in the delegate race. She's won a majority of the Democratic contest. She won a swath of delegate-rich southern states with large minority populations. She easily beat Senator Sanders in Texas, Georgia, Virginia. Virginia, Alabama, Texas, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Arkansas, it's her home state, if you will, even though Illinois is. And she won the night's biggest toss-up, narrowly, narrowly uh, defeating him in Massachusetts. But Texas is the biggie. Texas are the numbers, right? In the Massachusetts win in particular, it showed it's not just a minority firewall for her. Uh, she can win in states that are predominantly white, which Massachusetts, my home state, is. The Democratic nominating contest allocated delegates proportionally. Uh, she has not knocked him out of the race, um, but she has in mind a date to do it by, and that would be March 15th. Um, she was aiming for a series of wins, and she's aiming for a series of wins going forward in big stakes. Michigan, which will be Martha H., Florida, Ohio, Illinois, North Carolina, and Missouri on March uh, 15th. And at that point, the scenarios for Senator Sanders' comeback become less and less likely. That's what a Clinton spokesman, Brian Fallon, said, even though the campaign expects to lose in Kansas, Nebraska, and Maine between now and then, as Maine is a bordering state uh, to uh, Vermont. Uh, Kansas and Nebraska, kind of surprised. But remember that a place like Oklahoma, how can the right embrace a guy like Ted Cruz because it neighbors uh, Texas and they have those uh, Christian values? They're also very Tea Party minded, which is anti-government and on the opposite, very pro give us more from the government. So that's why Senator Sanders did well in Oklahoma and could do well in states like Kansas and Nebraska.
We also saw Ted Cruz living to fight another day. He won Texas and Oklahoma, and like I have said, he got what he paid for. He did exactly what he needed to do. He won his home state by a resounding margin. He tackled Oklahoma and Alaska, allowing him to continue his argument that he's the only Republican that can beat Trump. Remember, he beat him in um, Iowa as well. Uh, In fact, Cruz called on the rest of the GOP field to prayerfully consider dropping out of the race. And I guess Ben Carson heard the prayers because his supporters, as few as they are, will go to Cruz, and he dropped out today. And Marco Rubio, he finally won a state. It was a good state. He got on board. He won the Minnesota caucuses, um, and he defended his string of second and third place. He feels that he would have won in Virginia if it weren't for John Kasich. Well, I guess you could say that, you know, and I would be a supermodel if it weren't for Elle McPherson, Cindy Crawford. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? It's sort of like, well, of course, if you come in second or third, if the first and second place people weren't there, he would win. Um, and Senator Sanders showed uh, that he can hang on. I mean, he did very well last night, especially in Colorado, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and Vermont, where he got victories at Vermont he should have. That is his home state. Uh, ben Carson dropped out today. But there is a reason that John Kasich is facing calls from Republicans to get out of the race. John Kasich has become, in a sense, the Ralph Nader for the Republicans in the race to the nomination. He's a spoiler to candidates who are trying to topple Trump. In Virginia, for instance, he took 9.4%. Rubio lost to Trump by 2.8%. So they basically fought Donald Trump to to a draw, and they do feel... That And Rubio feels, and so do the GOP, and I agree, that Rubio won, of won, won Virginia if it weren't for Kasich. Look, I like John Kasich as a person. I've met him, uh, and I've been on set with him. Uh, years ago, I was in uh, Rochester, Minnesota. My husband had a uh, conference at the Mayo Clinic, and I went into Minneapolis to be on Fox, and I was on set with him before he was governor of Ohio when he was a Fox News contributor after he was a congressional member. And uh, he was very nice. He is more moderate on some social issues. I like, um, you know, his stance certainly more than any of the Republican on immigration. Don't understand why a guy who has generations of union behind him is so anti-union. And he's done a decent job for the folks um, of Ohio. Um, He's intelligent. He's done some, you know, he's been able to work with Democrats. And honestly, at first he was somebody who seemed so rational minded. He scared me going up against Hillary. Um, You know, he can keep it up. He is the Ralph Nader for the Republicans because Rubio, uh, numbers wise, is the one that could beat Hillary if any of them could beat Hillary, and I do think she is the one to beat. Ben Carson out of the race, and Mitt Romney not running, but you wouldn't know that because he's supposed to speak. So let's listen to some things that took place yesterday and some great takeaways. There's a hat Donald Trump wears that says, Make America Great Again. Now, as an American, that's offensive to some of us. We always have been a great nation. We are a great nation, and I believe we always will be a great nation. I believe we get greater Even though we have sins of the past, our treatment of Native Americans and what we did and took from them and how. Bringing African Americans here, ripping families apart in chains and keeping them enslaved like animals for hundreds of years. Turning away boats during the Holocaust in World War II of Jews who were sent back to their demise. Over 10,000 children will be sent back to their demise in Central America right now under God forbid, but true. Our, our Democratic president, President Barack Obama, which is, in my opinion, entirely wrong. Incarcerating people in a torture chamber known as Gitmo and performing torture on people, many of which were innocent and perhaps we created more terrorism and not and sleeping at the wheel prior to 9-11 and not being 
protective of our nation enough prior to that date. The sins of Manzanar internment camps, the sins of racism, sexism, oppression, and mistreatment of those who are not in the majority. These are sins of our nation, but I think America still is great. Hillary Clinton agrees with me. Cut one. We're going to work for every vote, and we will need all of you to keep volunteering, contributing, doing everything you can, talking to your friends and neighbors, because this country belongs to all of us, not just those at the top. Not just to people who look one way, worship one way, or even think one way. America prospers when we all prosper. America is strong when we're all strong. And we know we've got work to do. But that work, that work is not to make America great again. America never stopped being great. We we have to make America whole. We have to fill in. Fill in what's been hollowed out. And that was uh, Hillary Clinton, who had a very victorious evening yesterday. So did Donald Trump on the right. Um, And here is, you know, people say he's dividing the Republican Party, hijacking it, ruining it, destroying it. And this is what Donald Trump had to say about the party. This is take uh, cut two. You said that your campaign is focused on uniting, not dividing. Your critics would suggest that you're dividing not just the country, but your party. There's been a lot of pressure recently to either support or reject you within the Republican Party specifically. Some strongly worded statements coming out in recent days, including one from a senator from Nebraska, Ben Sass, who said, if Donald Trump ends up as the Republican nominee, conservatives will need, a fi- will need to find a third party option. What do you say well, about the divisions within the party they'll right just now. lose everything, and that would, be the, uh, that would be the work of a loser. But let, let me just explain something. If you've seen what's happened, whether you go to South Carolina, where I had a huge victory, where we had a tremendous victory in New Hampshire, tremendous in Nevada, Uh, You look at what's happened, and tonight, of course, is the best of all. I mean, right now they're projected, I guess, six, but it could be seven, eight, nine, and major states. It's Georgia, Alabama, Massachusetts, Tennessee, Virginia, and, you know, these are amazing states, so we're going to probably get a lot more. In fact, we're projected to have uh, some pretty good uh, additional numbers. But I will say this, look. We have expanded the Republican Party. When you look at what's happened in South Carolina and you see the kind of numbers that we got in terms of extra people coming in, they came from the Democratic Party or the Democrat Party and the Democrats and their longtime Democrats and they were never going to switch and they all switched and they were independents. And we've actually expanded the party. Yeah, expanded the party. Yes, you have. Unfortunately, the white hoods were not what the party wanted to expand to. And Senator Sanders did well in four states. He will keep going, some say, until the uh, floor uh, of the um, Democratic uh, National Convention. And some say that may not be a good idea. But this was Senator Sanders last night after his victory in those four states. When we bring our people together and when we have the courage 
to stand up to the billionaire class and tell them they can't have it all. That our government belongs to all of us, not just super PACs and wealthy campaign contributors. Now, tonight, you're going to see a lot of election results come in. And let me remind you of what the media often forgets about. These are not, this is not a general election. It's not winner take all. If you get 52%, you get 48%, you roughly end up with the same amount of delegates in a state. By the end of tonight, we are going to win many hundreds of delegates. Problem is, Hillary has many hundreds more, Senator Sanders. I mean, numbers-wise, just uh, just numbers-wise. Um, okay, and let's uh, continue um, with this uh, audio. I think we have one more for today, two more, actually. Ted Cruz, who won in Texas and Oklahoma, um, talked about unity and why he needs that unity with the Republican Party and the voters. This is cut four. Fifteen states have now voted. Every one of those states so far has been won by either Donald Trump or myself. Republicans, together we have a choice. We are blessed with a deep, talented, honorable field. For the candidates who have not yet won a state, who have not racked up significant delegates, I ask you to prayerfully consider our coming together, uniting. For those who have supported other candidates, we welcome you on our team standing united as one. That is the only way to beat Donald Trump. Let's talk about things from yesterday, last night, Super Tuesday. Are you surprised by the lopsided results on Super Tuesday, or is this what you expected to happen? 8886 Leslie, 888 How long will Sanders, Rubio, and Cruz stay in this presidential race? When should they bow out? 8886 Leslie. 888-653-7543. Who from the Republican side has the best chance of taking down Trump, in your opinion? Or is it all over with? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. How do you see Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump uniting their parties in the lead up to the general election? 8886 Leslie. And if Trump is the nominee, do you really think Republican voters will refuse to vote for him? Or are they saying that? And if you think they really mean what they say, what percentage of them won't vote for him? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543, back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6LESLIE.
Let's take some calls. 8886-LESLIE is the number. Let's start with Ron in New Mexico on line one, listening to KTRC 1260 AM, our great affiliate there. Hey, Ron, good afternoon. Uh, this is Max. But, oh, uh, this is Max. I'm sorry, Max in Charlotte. You're, you're in Charlotte. I'm sorry. Uh, listening on Progressive Voices. Max, good afternoon. Uh, yeah. You know, like what, what I like to say is that what people aren't looking at is that Hillary actually only has around, uh, I'm pretty sure it's 596 delegates. And people, you know, the news media and to me, the establishment are saying that she has over 1,000. But these are people that are elective that, to to Congress and the Senate that have the superdelegate votes that most people don't support. They only have 12% of support, and these people are trying to elect a president. Okay, and then the other thing is is that where she got her other delegates are from are from in the general election, they don't vote for, uh, they won't win that those states won't win in a general election so these people that are voting for her for uh in the general election to put her as president it's not going to happen what's happening to me is the establishment is putting the establishment and wall street is putting the person in office that they want and the people that the american people people like me Bernie, the one Bernie Sanders, somebody who's going to stand up to. Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought, sweetie. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back to you. Okay, don't go away. Back to you. If you're holding, hang on. You want to join us? Eight 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 six Leslie Talking Super Tuesday results the day after. Join us. And we're back to Max and Charlotte on line one. Max, go ahead and finish up. You were talking about the people, the people being listened to, uh, yeah. you the people, and what you as uh, uh, one of the voters out there and one of the American public want, and you were talking about your support for Senator Sanders. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that about her bringing us together, she is not going to bring us together. Because well, actually, honestly... actually, Max, we have a choice as Democrats. I'm pro-Hillary. You're pro-Bernie. But if Senator okay, Sanders yeah, well, we, if Senator Sanders is the nominee, I will vote for him, because I will not let is this cut. Con- the nominee, we, we okay, you know, some years ago. And if Hillary is the nominee, what? Some years ago in Minnesota, when the Republicans had their convention up there, we forty nine thousand people went up there to protest. Well, we're going to go to the uh, cons- uh, Democratic convention, and we're going to be protesting. Well, then Max, then Max, then Max, when, then Max, if Donald Trump is president, it's because of people like you, and you sicken me as a fellow Democrat. Democrats need to stick together. This is not, Bernie Sanders doesn't hate Hillary. Hillary doesn't hate Bernie. They have great respect and admiration. It does matter. Okay, so you would rather Donald Trump win because your candidate didn't win. You're acting like a child. I'm done with you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Can I say one thing here, Leslie? As someone who likes Bernie Sanders a lot and honestly is slightly leaning Bernie, you know who the first person would be to tell Max that that was a bad idea? Let's see if he can Bernie Sanders. That's right, because we've had him on the show many times. He already has. He he puts it out there. Exactly. He puts it out there. His campaign keeps putting out there on 
Facebook and places like that, um, you know, that a vote, vote for a Democrat, no matter who that Democrat is, you have to keep Donald Trump from becoming our president. Yeah, and, he and, said and it in I, the debate too. Uh, correct. Uh, you know, it's just I'm sorry, but you're, you're shooting yourself in, or what's the thing? You're you're taking off your nose to spite your face with the you're what cutting the hell? your nose off Thank to you. spite your face. That's what you're doing. I mean, Max, honestly, I understand you're passionate about Bernie Sanders. Many people are, but you have to understand that if you want his agenda to become law, okay, which is the most important thing. That's what you want. You want his ideas to come to fruition. Hillary Clinton is far more likely to do a lot of the ideas which and, and, Bernie and quite, and quite frankly, he was just talking about America's voices. If the Democratic Voices of America nominate Hillary Clinton, we're not talking, this is not going to be separated by one vote. No, and, and honestly. Even, and even, by the way, even without the superdelegates in a 50-state race, right now it's projected that she would beat Senator Sanders. And the reason I say that is, Max, you know, if, if your candidate doesn't win and you want to stay home, fine, although that's stupid, you know, not every candidate is going to win. No, and, and like you said, if you really believe in Bernie Sanders, which is what you're saying, then listen to the man. And he is saying support one of us, regardless of who the winner is. Yeah, to go to the convention and to protest Hillary, exactly what the Republicans want. They'll get popcorn to watch that show. Uh, let's continue with the calls. We go to uh, Cliff in Virginia, Line 2, listening on Progressive Voices as well. Cliff, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. Uh, that previous caller, he was he kept on saying the will of the American people, or the will of the Democratic Party, and what people want. But there have been 15 contests, and Hillary has won 10 of them. Um, so, and out of the 15 contests, um, in, the, in states with diverse populations, she is racking up the I mean, onslaught numbers as far as the people of color. So African-Americans, Latinos, uh, she's getting monster numbers. I mean, she's putting together a winning coalition for the general election via our primary process. So I kind of echo your sentiments, uh, which was one of the serious problems I had with Sanders supporters, not necessarily Sanders as a candidate. When I see things on social media, you know, Bernie or bust, I won't vote for Hillary. That is destructive. That is naive. That is childish. We have to come together as a party. Uh, we have a clear and present danger to our democracy with Trump as the nominee. We're going to need all hands on deck. So when people make these silly statements, that they're not going to support the nominee. Like, I'm 110% for Hillary Clinton. However, if for some unlikely reason Bernie Sanders was to win the nomination, I would support Bernie Sanders because that's what good Democrats do. So we really have to purge this childish thinking by in our competition for the nominees when people are saying, and that's on both sides, I mean, Hillary supporters and Bernie Sanders supporters, that we need to support whoever wins the nomination. I, I'm with you 100%, and quite frankly, Bernie Sanders, I think the worst he's ever done is attacked her relationship with Henry Kissinger, which I thought was beneath him, and, and I thought it was irrelevant, and I thought it really didn't speak to his base, which are millennials who don't even know who Kissinger is and probably have to Google the guy. Uh, but that aside, Senator Sanders and Secretary Clinton have been professional with each other, admiring of each other, complimentary of each other, respectful of each other. They've attacked each other's records, not attacked each other personally. And I think it's disgusting when supporters on either side don't follow, as Mark had mentioned, the person they claim to support and want to lead their nation. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, matter of fact, on Sunday, 
uh, Bernie Sanders posted a tweet about, you know, how the United States can't put a person like Donald Trump in the White House. Exactly. I saw that. And Hillary Clinton retweeted him. So we're a lot closer aligned than people want to say. And I know um, both uh, uh, groups of supporters are very passionate about the candidates. But at the end of the day, we've got to rally around our nominee. Um, I agree. Thank you. Anything else you want to say about Super Tuesday? Uh, I just I think as far as uh, on the Republican side, I mean, I think we're getting ready to see something we haven't seen in um, 50 years with this party. I think they're about to have a massive uh, conflict. So it's going to be really interesting. Okay. Th- thank you for the call. Uh, I appreciate it. You know what? We're watching. Thank you. We're watching the Republicans divide. We're watching the Republicans so divided they're not even supporting their nominee. Do we want to follow suit? Clinton supporters should not hate Sanders supporters or Senator Sanders, and Senator Sanders supporters should not hate Hillary Clinton or Hillary Clinton supporters. We are one party, just like Clinton and Obama. We, I, I, you know, I think we've become more vitriolic in our, our division here, folks, and we need to be united. United we stand, divided we fall. Cliché as it is, it's very true. Let's go to the calls. Uh, let's go to uh, Michael in the Bronx Line 3. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. How you doing? Good. Um, if there's anybody that can comment on this Hillary bashing or Bernie bashing um, and the consequences of it, it's me. And it's only because we had a similar situation here in New York City back in the 90s for the race of mayor. Can I share a story to perhaps teach a lesson to all my our fellow Democrats? Okay. All right. We had a mayoral race here uh, in the primaries, which amongst the Democratic contenders was Al Sharpton and former Manhattan Board President Ruth Messenger. Now, the race was kind of neck and neck, and there was still additional absentee ballot um, votes that needed to be counted. And just by a slim margin, Ruth Messenger won the Democratic nomination. Now, there were plenty of Sharpton supporters that were saying, oh, that's it, I'm not going to vote. And both, um, both candidates had the, ob- the, object- the objective, that's what I'm looking for, to unseat Rudy Giuliani. And even Sharpton was telling his supporters, get on out and vote and vote and support Ruth Messenger. Some some of the people who were predominantly African-American, and yes, once again, I'm African-American, did not follow suit. And then what happened, Rudy Giuliani wound up being uh, mayor for a second um, term, and all and it was all downhill from there. Let's just put it this way. I'm lucky to be alive this very day. Day and was able to see my wedding day. It really had gotten worse, and it's because people did not get out and vote and support the Democratic nominee. So, if people can understand that and see how Donald Trump is, and pretty much like Rudy Giuliani, maybe even worse, I'm not sure. The thing is, do you really want this bully, racist, arrogant, lying, conniving? in the White House that whose mouth and rhetoric is so lethal that it's a, a disease to the entire world. And you know what, Michael, and, and, and you know what, Michael, that's not just, remember, he may have a third of the Republican support, but he doesn't have two-thirds of it. And if he's the nominee, I encourage those two-thirds of Republicans to either stay home or vote for Hillary. And the reason I say that 
is you need to send a message to this man and you need to send a message to this party as much as his supporters are sending a message to the party as well. Michael, well, thank you. Well, you know, you. Leslie, I hope I, I hope I gave some kind of insight based on experience. No, we appreciate we appreciate your comment. Thank you. Uh, let's continue with the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. By the way, uh, Ron Reagan Jr., uh, Ronald Reagan's son, who's a staunch liberal uh, and Democrat, uh, did it, uh, a video interview with his mother, Nancy Reagan. And Nancy Reagan endorsed Hillary Clinton, not because she's against Donald Trump, but because she believes it's about time a woman ran this country. Interesting. Nancy Reagan has given Hillary Clinton her endorsement. Uh, for what that matters, she was married to the Republican god, Ronald Reagan. Let's go to Paul in Washington, line four, listening on PV, Progressive Voices. Paul, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Um, Well, let me start by making this observation. After seven years of what the Republicans say has been the worst president we've ever had in our nation's history, and the prospect of Hillary Clinton, whom they despise, being the next president, (laughs) the situation they find themselves in is, how can we defeat the racist Donald Trump? Now, that's a quandary. I mean... Really, this is what they come up with, as if they didn't see this coming. They've been saying that Obama's the worst president we've ever had, and Hillary Clinton's the worst president we could ever possibly have next. And this is and what they come up with. And and when you think think about it, all of this time they've been saying, oh no, the obstruction of Obama has nothing to. It's not obstruction. This has nothing to do with racism. When it's clear that fully a third of their party are racist bigots. And I don't know if Donald Trump is a racist bigot, but he certainly is playing their song, and they are singing it. And now the rest of the Republicans... Uh, are Paul, Paul, is it safe to say that they're looking at the monster they created? You know, I, I agree that Donald Trump isn't defining the Republican Party. They are defining themselves. It's kind of like if you haul it up the flagpole and see who salutes it, and that's what's happening. That, that's what's happening. Is and he he knows this, and when you see that, okay, they 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 want to have a convention or or somehow defeat him. Here's the problem: Donald Trump has a firmly firm grip on, well, let's say thirty five percent, about thirty five percent of the Republican electorate. If they come up with another nominee for the party, then all the states that Trump just won, the Republicans will lose. And they can't afford to lose any of those states if they hope to win the presidency. If Trump goes for the third party, you know, you might find, if Trump goes as a third party and Hillary Clinton is the, is the Democratic nominee, you might find people like our friend Max, first caller, voting for Donald Trump. But you know what? I have to say something to Max. I'm supporting Bernie Sanders, but our caucuses are not until the 26th of this month, not until the 26th of March. I'm scheduled to have a Bernie party week after next. But you know what? I don't really want to embolden people like Max. I'm considering canceling that event because. Well, why don't you have a Democratic Party and let pro-Hillary and pro-Bernie folks mingle, co-mingle? Because that's not what I signed up for. That's I you know see. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's not that's not what I'm doing. Hillary Clinton doesn't need my help. And why I was why I was still active at this point is that I think it's keep going, keep the process going. But at some point, 
when you know one way to get when you're defeated, one way to get your ass kicked even worse is to keep fighting. And to this, Maxon is rationalizing that oh, Hillary isn't really winning. See, this is nonsense, and this is coming from a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm sorry, Max, you are way off. You're way off, and you're and you're self-defeating, and you're gonna you can end up voting for Donald Trump, and that's fine because you're gonna lose there too. But you've got to realize that what's going on in the Republican Party is they cannot overcome a racist. Or at least they can't overcome the racism and bigotry that has become so inbred in their party that when some Barker comes along, the people suck up to him. Their electorate sucks up to him such to the point that the others have to gang up on him. And then here's your, here are your choices. After 17, after 17 candidates this is what they filter down to and your choices are the the, the most hated man in the, in the united states senate ted cruz who by the way is not a natural born citizen so he can't be president or marco rubio who is by the way i gotta tell you this you have to you have to pay more attention to the criticisms that trump cruz and rubio are making of each other because i think they have assessed each other quite quite well you know uh rubio calls uh trump a con man yeah uh, Trump calls uh, Cruz a liar. Yeah, <laughs> calls Rubio uh, a kid in an empty suit. Yeah, <laughs> these are all things that are true. <laughs> so you have to, you, have, you can listen to them and, and not go too wrong about each other. But I, I, it's amazing that after all this time, that that uh, Obama's the worst and Hillary Clinton will even be worse. That this is what they come up with. So you know that they're in full. You're sa- wait, you're saying Hillary Clinton would be worse than Donald Trump? No, I'm saying the Republicans say that Obama has oh, been the worst president, and Hillary Clinton will be even worse. That's their—that's what they're trying to tell us. Uh, that they—they they can't come up with anything better than what they have. It's—it's quite—it's it's amazing. It's really quite incredible. Uh, you know, I just got this thing on Facebook. Uh, Donald Trump goes, "When I'm president, the first thing I will do is thank all the a-hole Democrats who refuse to vote out of spite." Good work, losers. And that's it. There, you got to decide. Is your hatred of Hillary bigger than your hatred of Trump? And I would hope that it's not. Uh, thank you, Paul. We'll take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. So if you're holding, hang on. You want to join us when we finish with a call. Your cue to call through, which means when I finish talking to somebody, there's a line available for you to join us. And I hope you will. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number back after this. Continue with the calls. We go to Ithaca Line 5 with Jake listening on WNYY, 1470 AM, our great affiliate there. Uh, Jake, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Um, so, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, getting the parties and, and making sure that they're um, coming together. And it seems like the Democratic Party, I don't, I don't think we're going to have that kind of issue. Um, I think Max is a one-off, to be quite honest with you. Um, I'm, I don't see a lot of that. I mean, I'm a Bernie supporter, and if Hillary Clinton gets the nomination— I mean, I'll be voting for Hillary. Um, but the idea here is that I think that uh, Donald Trump and all those uh, crazy white uh, right-wing conservatives, um, they're really alienating the moderate 
to moderate Republicans. Yes. And I honestly yeah. think. I and honestly and think any chance that Hispanics, African Americans, and, and, and women, although women are liking Trump, but I mean, uh, that they're going to gain the minority and female vote in their party anytime soon. Right. So, with, with that, do you think that the pendulum is shifting back now towards a more progressive stance? And do you think that Hillary Clinton would actually take a more progressive agenda? If she were to get the nomination, we know that Bernie's agenda is is really progressive um, and and Hillary's is is kind of, you know, a little bit less progressive. Do you think that she would go further? I know Obama ran on a a progressive platform and he was saying the same kind of things about her. And it was a very similar kind of stance there. Do you think that she would eventually take that path and go further to the left? No. If I were advising her and if I were running myself, I wouldn't. If you want those Republicans that don't want Trump. I'm not saying that you cut, make a deal with the devil, but you know as president to get legislation through, hoping that Dems take the Senate. Dems have no chance of taking the House. You have a divided you have a divided Congress in D.C. you've got to work with. She knows these people. She worked with them as a senator and also when she was secretary of state and first lady. Um, you know, I, I think, quite frankly, she, much like has said before, give me something I can sell. She's going to give uh, something to the American people that she can actually sell. So I think it would be a more moderate, less progressive. See, I'm not saying she's going to come center or right of where she is. I think she's going to stay the course. Right. But I, I also think that, you know, she's losing. And, and by the way, the... and by the way, to many Republicans, she's extremely progressive. I mean, right. I, I mean, to, so, many, to many Republican Senator Sanders is insane compared to her level of progression. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, she's losing a lot of the, um, you know, uh, millennial voters, and she's losing a lot of the 20 to 35 year olds. Actually, uh, no, actually, uh, as yesterday, her 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 youth numbers were not bad in the states that she won, um, and quite frankly, her you know uh, support with whites and with women has increased, and millennials um, has increased. Um, just in the uh, just since Nevada, quite frankly, South Carolina was a, for the first stop that showed that and not just among minorities. So although Bernie has the millennials, I, you know, I don't think that millennials are going to vote for Donald Trump. They've, they've grown up in a very multicultural America, and I think they're a part of that. They want to keep it that way. I know in California, the new millennials that are registering to vote are not registering as either Democrat or Republican. Thank you for the call. Right. Thank you. You're for welcome. The, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go to uh, Helen, line one. Helen, good afternoon. Wow, two in a row from Ithaca. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I just wanted to sort of like defend the caller Max, I think his name was. And uh, I sort of disagree with Paul. From, uh, Paul is from Washington. I forget where Max is from. His, his analysis. I mean, I'm from originally Chicago. There was a big convention during the Vietnam War that took place in Chicago. And people came there to protest. So if Max, yeah, but, yeah, but, but wait a minute, they were protesting the Vietnam War, and this is very different. Where the war that we're at is Democrats against Republicans because Donald Trump will be their nominee. He was talking about protesting Hillary Clinton. Well, um, she's in the bellicose, you know. She well, I guess you have to decide if you want President Clinton or President Trump, because that's what it's looking like you're going to be having the choice of. We're going to take we're not take a break. We're done with the show for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I hope you'll join us here on the only true democracy in talk radio. Mark and Andrew, thank you. Thank you, all of you.